0: All right, Lady what is this?
1: Hey, everybody. It's the favoriteest hour I've got on the internet. It's that time again. It's show and tell. That's when you, the viewer from around the world, and we've been doing this for like over a decade. So we've been like remote from the beginning, but you guys get your webcams and your microphones, come by and show us what you're building, what you're making, what you're 3D printing, what you're soldering, what you're sewing. What are you working on? Come on by and show us. We're going to be here till 7.50. We've got all sorts of people from the age group community and beyond, as well as a special guest from Digikey, key sure. Kevin, all right. who's got a big clue
2: for you. I do. There's one thing I know right now, and it's that I have a clue.
1: <laughs> you definitely do.
2: So how have you guys been? It's been like three weeks since I've been on, and I'm having withdrawals. I, I missed you. Know,
1: David did a great job.
2: The thing
3: is, uh, time is a little bit different now. So I feel like we were just actually together in person in New York a day ago, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't. And uh, yeah, the the videos, we do a lot of them. So it it feels like you were just here. So, um, But that being said, we also missed you.
2: So what have you been doing over
0: the last three
3: weeks? I miss being
2: here. I've been working on the clue. So I I mentioned to you guys a few weeks ago that I've been working on this giant clue board. So that's kind of what I've been spending a little bit of extra time on lately. Uh, I created a really nice graphic and I have this on half inch uh, plexiglass or polycarbonate. So what I plan to do is I want to light up this entire edge besides obviously the big screen
1: cool.
2: and then a, a bunch of 3D printing. I have the, the buttons I'm working on. I just have to add some color to them and add the actual button. I'll drill holes down here for the, the connections and it it's going to be fairly functional. Right mm-hmm. now I'm running it off the feather but I may move it to the clue just because it's a clue. So we'll see. And I think that the biggest challenge I've had, I've been working with some of the, the team on discord is these are four separate panels, eight by 32 and trying to get these to work in one 32 by 32 grid is like Lamore said, a lot of math. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm still working on that, but they really? all work. So let's start.
1: Yes. They're all lighting up. I know it's, it's a challenge. You remapping, you can yes. check out old video game documentaries about like, like graphics remapping and palettes and stuff, but it looks good and it's, yeah. it's lighting up.
2: Thank you. And th- there's a lot of good documentation that you guys have on remapping and how neopixels work in CircuitPython, so it's it can happen. Yeah. It's you just need to spend a little time and really no distractions and just do it.
1: Absolutely, I have been there. I do it usually at one o'clock in the morning.
2: Yeah, maybe that's what I should try. I'll try that next.
1: It's <laughs> my patented secret. <laughs> All right.
3: Good work. Um, you know, Alternatively, we could just say we've been working on a, a shrinking Kevin Ray, and this is a actual size clue, just yes. a tiny Kevin.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: So we can go that way too. All right, cool. Um, come back as you keep uh, getting further yeah. on this. This is, uh, I think, the third or fourth like big size project. There was a uh, big Arduino, big Metro, big Circuit Playground circuit Express, playground. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there might be you know, a feather or something down there too.
1: All right, yeah. oh,
3: okay. Kevin. All right, cool, thanks so much, Kevin. See you All next right. week. Take care, guys.
1: Okay, All next right.
3: up, Jeff. Hello, Jeff.
4: Hello. So uh, I'm here to talk about something I don't know a whole lot about yet uh, because I'm right at the beginning of a project. So hold on, a little vertigo. Um, this little set of boards here is helping me, oh, there's a Discord, is uh, helping me learn about something called the CAN bus. And it's a network that was created for communication within cars, but you can also use it as kind of a local uh, network between your devices. So all I've done so far is this board is sending out a signal to the CAN bus transceiver, to the other CAN bus transceiver, which is going over here and telling it to turn the LED on and off about uh, once every second. it's so blinking, it's blinking uh, and you know, that's already a pretty good achievement. But uh, our goal is to bring support for this onto the uh, SAM E54 microcontroller from Microchip, which is the sibling of the SAM D51 that we uh, all know pretty well. But it has support for this built in. And then this board here has the CAN transceiver and then the two wires. So, um, you know, we want to hear from people in our community. If you have experience with CAN bus, you know, what devices are you interfacing to What do APIs look like for this thing uh, so that we can design something that is going to meet the needs of various users and not just somebody who is new to it and learning this from data sheets? So, you know, have you interfaced to your car? Have you interfaced to a sensor or a controller that we don't know about? Have you used it to interface between microcontrollers? And come let us know on Discord and let's talk about it so that I can get educated.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we're we're going on a can journey right now <laughs> between yeah. you and Brian. We're trying to we're trying to support this new um, protocol that's really popular.
4: Right. We're coming at it from a couple of directions. He's working on I think it's a chip that interfaces using SPI to the yeah. microcontroller, so you can add it to anything. And then I'm starting with this SAM E microcontroller where it's just built in, and so um, you know it would go directly off of the Feather or the Metro version.
1: Yeah, the What's that? We'll meet in the middle.
4: We will, yeah. Soon okay. we'll talk to each other and that's, you know, always rewarding. All
1: right, well, thanks Jeff, thanks for the update.
3: Thank you. Right, thanks so much. Next up, we're gonna go to GP, GP, take it away.
1: Hey, all right,
3: how's it going?
5: Good. Tell me, uh, do you know what it's like outside? Do you know what the temperature is or how the skies look? Smoggy,
1: no. Without <laughs>
5: having to step outside, I can do this uh, because I'm working on this little uh, weather matrix display. Uh, this is going to the openweathermaps.org and uh, over Wi Fi, grabbing info and displaying little uh, sort of standardized icons and temperature, as well as scrolling the um, atmosphere condition and the location. Uh, so, this is something similar to a, a thing we did on Pi Portal uh, before. And this is uh, something that Melissa has been helping me work on and I'll be uh, showing it off on the workshop live stream tomorrow, getting into some of the details of how it works, how you can reconfigure it, how you can add your own uh, cute little loading graphics, such as, uh, let's see, boot up here like this Well it's online. So I'm going to talk about all those uh, nitty gritty details tomorrow at four o'clock Eastern on the uh, workshop live stream.
1: Hi, thank you, JP. Okay,
3: and yeah, you uh, you have an announcement, right? Sort of? I
1: do, yeah,
5: since we like to just jump on new ideas and uh, and do them without uh, a lot of uh, folder roll, we're going to announce that I'm going to be starting a new uh, live stream on Tuesdays, and I'll begin next Tuesday. It's going to be JP's product pick of the week. Uh, it's going to be sort of... Uh, extended version of something I've been doing during my live streams, but I'm gonna uh, tackle some new product that I think is fun and exciting, show you how I get it up and running, uh, how you work on it, what it can do, and maybe a demo or two of it in action, all live, uh, unscripted, and maybe we'll we'll throw some, uh, some pre-edited elements in there, but who knows, it, we're, we're making it up as we go along. Uh, and uh, we, we know that people like seeing new products and we like uh, to show them in action. Um, so this will be kind of a follow-on to when Lamore announces a new, new, new thing. Then some weeks later, I'll, uh, I'll catch up and I'll say, hey, I got one now. Let's uh, plug it in and see what happens. So uh, yeah, come yeah. on by Tuesday to see the first one. We'll also going to have a oh, oh, little, little bit of this.
3: there's a little of So, so, uh, so uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, save, save the surprises.
0: for you later. It.
5: Yes, excellent. Good. Right. Um, right. So that's that. And one last thing, if I can, Kevin got me inspired to pull off of the shelf here because I never get rid of old projects. I do have one of the, uh, the first big board projects here. This is my Arduino Grande that I built many years ago, probably a decade ago or so, and it still yeah. works. I have some uh, nickel metal hydrides in there and I turned it on and it actually uh, powers up the little Arduino Uno that runs it. And these are all uh, live, these pins are ready to go. I have no idea what, I, what it's coded to do uh, at the moment, but uh, there it is, that's my big Arduino that I made a few years back.
3: All right. Epic. Outstanding. Okay, thank you so much, JP. We'll be showing off some of the stuff on uh, Ask an Engineer and more. Excellent.
5: All right. Thanks so
3: much. See you. Thanks, JP. All right, now I'm Pedro. What you got going on?
0: Hey, hey folks. I just want to say I think Johnny's needs to put CircuitPython on that so you can play it and see what the code is. Yeah. Very <laughs> fun. Um, so this week, I got inspired by a project by Nick Daimlow. He goes by Bugman. And he put together like this Halloween prop. He, he loves Halloween, he designs really fun stuff. So I figured I'd kind of do my own, but uh, make it for a smaller fan. So what is it? Right, it's a it's a light up cosplay prop, and it has an embedded little fan, and with that you can use some silk fabric to create kind of like a fake, um, like a faux flame. Uh, so this is uh, some fabric that's made out of silk. It's like dancing sparks. And so what we did is we added uh, the, the new pixel jewel in the front here on top of the uh, top of the fan. Below the fan is the Gemma M zero. Uh, we have a little embedded slide switch easily turn on and off, and then for power, I'm actually using the five volt mini boost so that we can get full power to the five volt uh, fan so you can get one amp of current out of it so it gets that nice um, airflow that we need. Um, It's all three d printed and kind of screws together, like the uh, the handle here can come out and twist that, and then we can uh, take the battery out if we need to uh, recharge it. I'm using the 2200 milliamp batteries, which should give me plenty of fun time, air time. Um, so yeah, it's it's really hot out here, so it's nice to kind of have an extra
1: fan. <laughs> it <laughs>
0: the, it's funny because Gavin, uh, Peter's son, he's like, "Are you gonna show that off today? Because I really want to play with that. Like I've been waiting all week to play oh, with it."
1: And, no, uh, can. You're done. Definitely-
0: yeah, now it's time to test out um, durability, which is always great. So we'll see how it lasts. <laughs> 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 it should be fine. If it breaks, it'll come. Yeah,
1: have. print another one, or wait up.
6: Yeah.
0: So all there's right. my uh, <laughs> our this week's project. We put together a, li- a learn guide for it. Then we threw a video up on YouTube, too.
1: Of the yep, show. we'll show it on the next channel. Sweet. All right, I'm a big fan. All right,
0: thank you so much. Thanks.
1: thanks, thanks. thanks
3: Sam Next up, Colin. Hey. Hey,
1: hey.
7: I appreciate the fact that Noe was uh, cooling himself with a flame, which is cool. I am currently cooling my heels a bit, as I'm waiting for some parts to arrive for that project I showed last week. That's last week over there, in case you didn't know. Um, but this week, the one right here, I decided to take a step back into the time machine, which is behind me. And it took me to a point where I made a sequencer. And I grabbed that sequencer from the past, which was made with uh, it was an Arduino Mega. And I pulled it apart and did some rewiring and put in a Grand Central M4, which mm. worked rather well. And then uh, I wrote up a quick sequencer relatively quick yeah actually really quick i had it done in uh, just a few hours in circuit python and i will plug this guy in and make some sounds so you know i'm not just lying and i'll switch over the camera so you can see uh, it's not for me i'm not good at it
1: okay so here we are
7: yeah so here we are um so we got you know we got eight steps the leds and um we can make some sounds can you hear that? Yeah,
1: the LEDs look great.
7: Yeah, the LEDs are cool. They look more hot pink on the camera than they yeah. actually are. But let's just pretend they're really cool hot pink like that. So you get the idea. You can control here with these pots. It's
0: like a scale. You can control the, uh,
7: you get the idea.
1: That was, that was great. Beautiful silence.
7: Fun times. Fun times with the sequencer. Yeah. Only eight steps. That's all you really.
1: That's all you need.
7: Oh, yeah. so you
1: with the like thirty-two steps?
7: I need to turn this down because I can't even hear you. What would you say?
1: I'm saying you don't need more than eight
7: uh not really i mean you're just you're making excuses you you need to go for uh yeah quant- quality over quantity in my opinion all right well, and
1: it's all coded
7: in circuit yeah. python yeah, this is in circuit python and uh yeah it's working pretty well i uh i thought I had some problems but uh' no, it's, it's it's working good after a few tweaks and uh yeah. Pretty simple. It just looks so crazy that I, you know, I couldn't let it go. I had to reuse this board. So
1: no, I love, I love the old school wiring look. Great.
7: <laughs> yeah, uh, who needs to do circuit board traces when we have tons of solid core wire, right? That's right. Right. All right.
1: Nice work, right, Colin.
3: Colin work. Yes. Revisited. Thank you so much, Colin. Thank you. All right. Next up, uh, paint your dragon. What dragons are being painted this week?
1: Hello. season.
8: Um. Hey. Um. You know about the the giant clue board. Um, I, you know, I've been to the Adafruit factory. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but the fact is, actually, all clue boards are built that size, and then they're they're transmitted over WonkaVision into into little tiny boards. That's yeah, so
1: reaching the TV. Pick them out.
8: Right. That's how you could fit all those sensors on such a tiny board. is through WonkaVision. So. Um, Maybe I'm not supposed to mention that, but.
3: No, we didn't make it
8: it out of the bag. Anyway, yeah, um, um, coming up. And I've been working on on, uh, projects here. Um, Switch cameras. There we go. So this is very similar to the hardware John was just showing with the the Matrix and uh, a Metro M4. We'll try a live demo. I don't know if this is going to work. But uh, Halloween this year um, is going to be on a full moon. and I thought it'd be cool to have a, a, a clock, like a countdown clock that shows moon phases. So here we are. It's it's uh, it did work. It pulled the, the, uh, the current moon phase off off the internet's and is uh, displaying a bitmap there. We can see it's just past the first quarter. It is a waxing gibbous moon. But if I come back in a week and run that again, uh, we'll see a full moon on the display. I
1: have a question. When it says full moon, is it going to be like werewolf alert? Is it like?
8: I don't know yet. Maybe it should. Also, I'm, I'm doing a, I i am thought it would be fun to do it, a portrait display. And then down here, I'll put like the time or, or yeah, like you say, werewolf alert. I don't know.
1: I like the portrait display look too. I think everyone, when they were a kid, they had like a calendar that had like moon phase and it was, you know, the top half was the moon image yeah. and had like the dates and stuff. I remember something like that.
8: Something like that, but I, I just, everything's horizontal. And I thought it would be fun to do the the, the portrait orientation for this one. So right, yeah. well, that's where I am. At least I'm showing the picture, and I'll I'll throw more data up there soon.
1: Yes, yeah, looking spooky. Um And then you said this Halloween is a special full moon. Why? It's, it's the second full moon. Has a special name.
8: The second full moon. October has two full moons on the first and the thirty first. They call that. Uh, they call that a blue moon it's not actually blue it's just it is an uncommon occurrence because it's a it's a 29 and a fraction day cycle and then you have you know 30 31 ish days in a month so they, they don't often you don't often get a, a month with two two full moons in there
1: all right only happens once in a blue moon I a thanks little, for the uh lunar update
3: you bet all right next up, aaron aaron how are you doing this week
9: doing all right. I mean, California's on fire, but like we're able to breathe here pretty well. Yeah, um, and 2020, kind of,
3: been, it's been the wheel. Well, you've got plenty of masks,
9: right? <laughs> I mean, yeah.
3: too, so. we've been soaking up on masks. Uh,
9: um, I am kind of doing a fiery project this week, too. Um, I just finished up a torch project, which is a dragon well sconce kind of torch. I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen here and take a look at this. Uh, This is my little torch that I made. It's a wall sconce, and it's got a a capacitive touch control So I just have a piece of copper tape there on the base And there's fairy light strand embedded inside of the resin and then a circuit playground kind of underneath Just lighting up the torch and I just use make code um, To set up a little switch system where it just goes on and off like that Um, And that is that's what it is. I just uh, put the tutorial up um, the, the tricky bit about this was uh, it took me so long to get this right. It looks really simple <laughs> And and the end result was really simple, but getting there was just a process like uh, using epoxy resin is just kind of it, It's kind of nightmarish. So, um, I don't know. I I went through a lot of different uh, iterations um, at first my idea was to embed the circuit playground in the resin and as you can see that oh my gosh it just failed I, I have all this work. I have a battery and an induction coil and everything. I had all these grand designs, and as soon as the resin got in there, it just clogged the thing up and stopped working. Um, and of course, then I had to try it again, and I shrink wrapped it, and I same thing. Like it's I, oh my gosh, I went through so many different iterations of this. I have another one where I put a little. I don't know if you can see her, but there's a little fairy shape inside there. Yeah, uh, which I wrapped with the NeoPixel lights as well, um, which was pretty cool. It was very promising. And then of course the strand broke and I couldn't hook it back up again. And it, it was it's just been a
0: comedy. Well, I'm glad Eric. you're preserving
3: all these electronics in, <laughs> in amber so we do like Jurassic Park 3000, maybe they'll bring this to life.
1: Yeah, whenever I see people with like resin projects and it's always like so scary. It's like you have to build this whole thing and then you cast it and you can't get it out, you know? So you better, feel really confident that what you're doing is gonna work out. Otherwise you're you you made a brick, literally.
3: It's a good little museum of circuit playgrounds, though, so keep those.
1: Yeah, I don't
9: know. It is, uh, it's art now. I don't
3: know. Maybe I'll
0: That's right. it's yeah. art. It's <laughs> art.
9: <laughs> but uh but yeah so um the tutorial of the working one and with a lot of what not to do is is, is up today. So take
3: a look for that
1: one system. So All right. All right, thanks
3: Aaron. All right, next up, we're going to go to Dan.
10: Hello, Dan. Hello. You hear me? Yes. Okay. So I was going to uh, demonstrate. I've been working on um, Bluetooth flow energy uh, yet again for the past couple of months. And this time I'm implementing it on the ESP32, which is a module like kind of like this or this that we've been using for Wi-Fi. It's, there's also one on the back of the Pi portal. Um, but it, it also can run Bluetooth. Um, so we made up a firmware load that enables uh, the Bluetooth the Bluetooth energy, and I wrote some software in CircuitPython to talk to it. And it's basically done now. It can act as a peripheral, which means you can talk to it with the Bluefruit Connect app, which is running on my phone here. That's free from either, the, uh, from either app store. And so I have a little demo here. I don't have these big matrix displays, so I just have a, a very small uh, matrix here. But I typed in something here, and it's going to go by Bluetooth from my phone over to this board, which is running a uh, Circuit Python with this Bluetooth thing. And uh, let's do that.
1: Okay. There you go. Oh, there you go. Show Intel. tell. All right. Live demo. All
10: right. Yep. So. That's not wow. I can't even spell. It's woo. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna. This is gonna be available soon. It's about to go into the alpha uh, for CircuitPython six oh oh, and maybe in it by next week or even earlier. And um, so then you'll be able to do, and then and we'll provide the firmware so you can put it on this thing, so you'll be able to use Bluetooth instead of Wi-Fi on these ESP thirty two chips.
1: Yeah, and you can switch between the two, like your code. Whatever you know, boots it can it can start the module into Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, which I think is is right. kind of neat. Um, you know, one w- one reason that we spent time on this is that there is this uh, universal low-level protocol for Bluetooth called HCI. And you know, even though it's like, well, why you know put all this work into doing it? Well, for for future chips that support Bluetooth, if we ever upgrade from the ESP thirty two, it's also going to use HCI. It's like it's really a standard, and so. We're putting a little bit of extra effort in now for like a universal wireless interface system for CircuitPython.
10: I exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. It guess, runs on yeah. dongles. It runs on all kinds of things. So yeah. Not just esp 32.
1: Yeah. I mean, like the 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 Bluetooth chip that's in this in the Raspberry Pi. It's also HCI. In fact, that's they. You know, they have to dedicate a dedicated UART just for it. Just it's pretty amazing that all this Bluetooth stuff runs over UART.
10: Maybe that's another thing that's we can try that soon. Yeah. So all
1: right. right. Thanks, Dan.
10: All right, thank you, Dan.
3: Now we're gonna go to Brian. Hello, Brian.
1: Hey, Brian. You have to unmute your mic, Mike. Yes. Or all right, here
11: you we can go. Uh, let's try that. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Great. So uh, up here, I'm showing my screen. This is Eagle CAD. This is the software used to develop circuit boards, and in here. I'm working on a new project that is going to be a controller um, that uh, will allow me to basically make my own keyboard. I think other people have shown off DIY mechanical keyboards before, but um, uh, I got one that I really like and want to use. But currently, it's just a bunch of switches. So I have to make something to use with it. And the default is to use a Pro Micro. um, But I'm all about the 32-bit and up uh, microcontrollers these days with native USB and all kinds of fun stuff and CircuitPython. So this is, uh, let's uh, go to the board view so you can get a better idea of it. You probably can't tell, but this used to be a um, itsy bitsy M4. Uh, maybe the manufacturing view will show it a little bit better. Nope, definitely nuts. Um, so <laughs> so uh, what I had to do is take all the guts and I'm slowly moving it uh, over to a pro micro um canal um, so that it can be used with any keyboard which uses that canal, which is basically all of them. Um, but I've also, over here, I've added a, a USB-C connector to get with the modern times. Um, it's got your QSPY, as you would expect, for a CircuitPython Python board. Uh, and I also added two um, QT connectors because they're useful as heck. And that'll allow me to add other stuff um, to it afterwards, like. Uh, People put OLED screens on their keyboards to, you know, to find what function keys are doing, and um, yeah, no, it's
1: like a super, and all of our OLEDs now come with STEM I Q T connectors. You can add, um, yep. you know, L, you know, an LED matrix. You can do all sorts of cool stuff.
11: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I only just now thought that. Um, so Mike, can you uh, let me switch my camera? Um, the keyboard that I am talking about is a split keyboard because uh, I have to be to my wrists. Um, so uh, this is the keyboard I have. It's uh, two. They're actually it's the same PCB on both sides. But um, so here you can see is where the Pro Micro goes. This is called the Lily Fifty Eight. So it's got one half the keys over here and the other half over here. Um, but they don't talk to each other currently. So it comes with these mic or um, audio cable jacks. Um, that I think unfortunately there are only three connectors. So can't run uh, I squared C over them. So I just realized that I might as well just use a QT cable. Um, so I'm either going to have two of the same board or I'll have like a, um, less smart board over here, maybe running seesaw or something to scan the matrix on this side. Um, so yeah, that's my project. Hopefully I'm going to get it out to OSHPARK this week so I can actually mm-hmm. use my keyboard. All
3: right. All right. Thanks
1: so my friend. Clicky. Thank you, Brian.
3: All right. Continuing on, tomato for team members, and we're gonna keep it going. We're gonna go to Scott. And then after that, just so folks know who's on deck, it'll be Liz and then Seth and then Mark. So okay. Scott, take it away.
12: Hello, thanks for having me. Wow. Hopefully the audio is not as delayed as it was earlier. Oh good. Uh, yeah, I good. do have the different camera, which is good. So uh, this is kind of a spoiler alert uh, because I just ran the demo, but I'll run it again. Uh, I've been working on native Wi-Fi. Um, And I've also been working on um, getting the PSRAM supported. So here you can see it scans the Wi-Fi around here. It got an HTTP request. Now it's actually fetching from the GitHub API how many stars we have on CircuitPython. Um, It's a bigger response. So it takes a little bit more time to parse.
0: Uh,
12: But you can see there that we have 1,810 uh, CircuitPython Stars, it's about, I think, 11 kilobytes of Java or JSON or something, so it's pretty cool that it's working. Um, and then, as you can see here, I'm printing out how much free memory we have in the heap. Ooh, that's a lot. Um, it's, that almost, it's almost 2 megabytes uh, because the Rover modules have 2 megabytes PS RAM, uh, which is quite awesome. Um, it is going to be slower to access than the internal memory, so I'm curious to see how that impacts it. Uh, but I think uh, generally more is better in this case. So excited to see how people like that. And then uh, you can see here, I'm also printing out some stats about the internal memory, which I now use exclusively for like the under the hood ESP IDF stuff. And I'm actually kind of surprised that there's only 11K free there. Uh, I'll have to figure out exactly what, that, what that's being used for as well.
3: Okay, cool. All right, right there- and then this week you're gonna be doing a deep dive.
12: Yep. Yeah, this week's deep dive should be on Friday, and then uh, we'll do the one for Circuit Python Day week. will be on Wednesday for Circuit Python Day rather than on Friday, uh, but I believe it'll be at the same time. So just keep an eye out on that as well.
3: Okay, right on. Mm-hmm. Advanced stuff. Being able to do Wi-Fi with the power ease of Circuit Python. Yep. Good.
12: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty quick too. Like uh, as we get scan results, we we return them to you, and then uh yeah i'm I'm pretty happy with it. There's a lot of error handling that you've got to do uh which can be kind of tricky, but it's uh it's gonna just get better and better so if folks want to test it uh there's pull requests right now that you can you can test with
3: yeah all the cool projects we were able to do with the pi portal that was like the first glimpse because python's really good at dealing with like text and strings, and that's what you're dealing with when you do, do yep.
1: Arduino I mean there's stuff. a great library for it, but it's like it is such a hellscape of like <laughs> you don't have the data in the exact right format and parsing it, and then you know trying to parse it in like almost no memory. Whereas with yep. what I really liked is in Circuit Python there was already a JSON module.
0: Yeah, you just right. import, it,
1: you just run it, and then it's like poof yep. and it gives it to you in like a in a Python struct, so you can just like mm-hmm. you can like list the directory. It's so nice compared to like with Arduino, it's so hard. Yeah, one
3: thing right. that I've, I'm seeing people do more and more is there's a lot of native. Um Jason out there, website speak in Jason. So mm-hmm. the air yep. quality monitors and all the things that are going on in California. Mm-hmm. Um, folks are able to you know, a very light code like they don't have to know quite they don't have to be a seasoned programmer. they can just point at the Jason yeah. location. they could put the graphics mm-hmm. they want, and right. then they make they're making little displays about the air quality in California right now. Yep. And like that's n- nearly impossible to do unless you know you only do that for a living and you're probably making a product but you mm-hmm. average person who can just do this with a couple couple changes in, in two lines
12: yeah so I've've I've actually improved our JSON performance hopefully as well so I've I've improved the request module that I'm using here uh, one if you make multiple requests to the same server it will actually try to reuse that connection which should speed it up and then uh, <laughs> what we were doing previously what we're doing currently is, uh, to load JSON, we get the whole string, which is really hard to allocate sometimes, and then parse it. But I swapped it, so now we actually get individual characters from the network as they come in, uh, which means that like the amount of free memory you need to kind of like parse it all should be a lot less. Um, so That's we should cool. be able to do hopefully bigger JSON documents.
3: Yeah, there was some things that we hit a limit with. It was the
1: it was the Google um, here lies. You know, there was there was a graveyard. The graveyard, a, a graveyard which would had a collection of every right. Google product that was killed. And like yep. I think when we first started looking, it wasn't so big, but like they kill products all the time. Yeah. So it actually it got to be it like it got to be like sixteen K. And I was like, it actually won't fit yeah, on the use on, portal. On device. So yep. we actually have to we have to retry that. Maybe we'll do that on the RG Matrix and we can make a cool little like <laughs> Skeleton, yeah. Uh, grave, yeah
12: yeah i need to test that i I, w- I was testing it weeks ago now and got distracted fixing all this stuff up yeah
1: that works that was like the one thing that was the one project that was like oh no it we was so close but like
12: yeah you know, i know uh alvaro fede too was also saying that he was doing some pandemic related stats and the u.s one was like too large compared to the costa rica one um, so he was excited to test that as well to see if yeah. if we could parse the U.S. ones. Yeah, yeah. When
3: when COVID <laughs> start, when there was COVID stats in March, um, Scott remember this because I was in a in, internal team meeting. I said, you know, I have a Pi portal that's looking at this because we're an employer in New York and like this is scary. We decided not to, you know, make that a public project because it, it was not that's not not a fun project. Um, right. And that being said, like you know, the numbers only went up, and we we would have run into a memory problem anyways. But, <laughs> uh, so okay, yeah, so cool. This
1: was like two cases a day or something. Was, yeah.
3: Um, but anyways, I think the name of the the API that I was looking at I sent you it was like Purple Air, Purple Yeah, Sky. Purple Air. Yeah. Yeah, that's one where it has um, air the air quality uh, things that you can pull, and it has a JSON feed.
1: We also did one that uses the the government, uh, like the NOAA air quality, although it's not as, as good. As, uh, honestly, it's actually not as good as the private um data collections because it's yeah. like not all areas have it i think the purple air yeah. is crowdsourced where like people have their own weather meters they don't upload data so you get like multiple yeah. points
0: Probably mm-hmm. anything
3: later to combine these things work because we have adafruit io it's free you can get sensor information in and then also set it up
12: right, right yeah exactly. i actually cool, got yeah. a i got an air quality sensor thinking i'd do that but we have we haven't actually had too many smoke problems here in seattle this summer so, knock, on, knock on wood. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, we won't. Spin the wheel. You're either on
1: um, fire or drowning in America right now. Are, yeah, there's,
12: there's a few. Um,
1: all
12: right.
3: So <laughs> we'll see you on Deep Dive. All right. Thank
1: yeah. you. So all much. Right.
3: See you all Friday. Right. All right. Next, next up, up, Liz.
1: Hey, Liz. Hey, Liz. How, you Hi. how,
3: how are, are you
13: doing? How are you? Hey, hey. Uh, so Return of an Old Friend. Uh, it's because it has made a new friend uh, with the xylophone. Um, no. And I'm going to share my screen real quick uh, to talk about how I'm doing it. Um, so it's using a Raspberry Pi, which you can see on the table there. And the Raspberry Pi, um, I followed some documentation that I'll put in Discord in case anyone else is interested. Um, it's basically making the Pi a USB MIDI host, which means you can plug in USB peripherals uh, that are MIDI uh, and they can talk to each other without a computer, which is really handy. Um, especially my goal was to have Circuit Python. MIDI devices be able to talk to each other and play each other. So I'm very excited about that. Cause also um, I have the Soul module by Winterbloom which is CircuitPython, Python. So I can use my keyboard there and control it directly without having to run it to my computer which is on over here, the other side of my apartment. Um, and then the other Raspberry Pi project uh, that I followed some documentation on. Um, if you can see in the back, that little red square on the tripod, uh, the camera view is actually a Pi zero with an mm-hmm. HQ cam that has mm. some firmware on it so that it's running as a USB webcam. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I did that as an experiment because like there's a huge webcam shortage right now. And so like schools are that trying to get them. Running, yeah. yeah. So with the Pi Zero, if you do without Wi-Fi and I also checked it with the um the smaller camera module too, you can get like a webcam running for like 30 bucks. Um and it's plug and play. Uh, from what I've tested, and it's working with all regular applications. And people always
1: have like, yeah, you know, the Pi Zeros is just hanging out. They're like, what do right. Because you know, not the W, you'd use the, the old Pi Zero without Wi Fi.
13: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you can still log in via serial mod or two if you need to, which is also really cool. Comes up as a serial device.
1: All right. All right. Nice. There's a whole, your house is becoming like the house of robots.
13: It is. <laughs> I even had to build some uh, furniture to house them. So <laughs> yeah. Robots
1: watching robots making music with other robots. It's a good time.
13: Yes, definitely.
3: All right. Thanks so much, Liz. No problem. Have a good one. All right. Next up, we're going to go to Seth and then Mark. Hello, Seth. How you doing? Oh, um, make sure you unmute your mic.
14: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
11: Oh, good.
3: How are you uh- doing, Seth?
14: Pretty good. Uh, first time on, since, as you guys know, um, I've had a project that I've been working on a while since I saw Orange Crab made their uh, their uh, FPGA feather.
3: Yeah, we got the art came in from, um, I forgot to forget it from Crowd Supplier Group Gets. Yeah. One of those. Uh,
14: but I, I've been a big fan of FPGA since I took a digital design course at my university. Uh, and so I thought, you know, there's a lot of great ones out there. And I didn't realize that Lattice actually made one in a really tiny uh, QFN package. So uh-huh. I don't know if you can see it, but yeah. I designed this little feather wing um, to house this, uh, what, or it's one of the ice 40 ones. So, it, mm. um, so they start out with about the lowest end, having about a thousand logic cells, and you can get up to 4,000 logic cells for this particular package without having to change the pinout. out. So um, I kind of jumped on that and I made, uh, a, a few bad assumptions with uh, some of the power pins that the uh, for the, the I use some low dropouts for powering those. So I've mm-hmm. got some plug and play ones coming that'll actually work great with the footprint without having to order new boards. But uh, once I can uh, get this thing programmed up, I'm going to um, put up the schematics and parts and everything up on uh, on GitHub and probably put up a little uh video or something up on YouTube about it. Um, and so that, that's just kind of the one of the feathers that I've made. I also had a, um, a guy I know at Texas Instruments challenge me to make a uh, MSP432 feather. Oh,
1: wow. That's um, a good challenge, because he just did his job for him.
14: Yeah, yeah so wow. this one is actually up on GitHub right now. It's, I've gone through a number of iterations. Uh, this one, I, ha- I added JTAG headers, because I'm trying to program it over the... Um, over the uh, what do you call the the launch pad boards? Yeah, because uh, they have the uh, the XDS uh, one ten uh, JTAG programmer. So uh, uh, I can't find the little through hole uh, fifty mil JTAG headers, but once I've got a new one coming that has the uh, the surface mount one.
1: I just get the SMT ones and bend the pins. Honestly, that works fine.
14: Oh, does that work? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I, I was thinking that it might, but I wasn't. I wasn't too confident on that. Uh, okay. I'll have to try I mean, that.
1: I'm, out. I'm desperate. When you um, when you're ready to publish these feathers, uh, don't forget to post up an issue in the awesome feather GitHub repo that we have. It's under Adafruit slash awesome dash feather, I think. Okay. And uh, just search for awesome, and it'll it'll show up. And then we'll include it with a photo so people can check it out because there's so many community feathers and feather wings.
14: Yeah, and. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that have been interested in these things too, so I've been keeping the uh, Discord updated on it as well. So.
1: And a lot of right MSP430 on. fans, so they'll they'll definitely be fans.
14: Yeah, and I've got a uh, works, MSP430 feather coming in, and I think that one might actually be Circuit Playground compatible because it actually does have uh, native USB, so that'd be an interesting port. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, anyone wants to add MSP430, we will help them out. Uh, you know, it's an interesting, popular 16-bit processor as long as it's got. Over 32K of RAM and over 256K of flash, we can probably add it. Yeah.
3: All, all right. right. Thanks. Dan. All right. Looking forward to seeing you again. Keep coming back and looking forward to seeing your board on CircuitPython.org slash downloads. Yeah. All Combined
1: right, cool. with the, when you have the FPGA feather doing something.
3: Yeah. We'll do. And actually, tonight on Ask an Engineer, we're going to talk about the latest Hackspace that just came out, which is all about feathers. So right. if uh, you haven't already, check out Hackspace.org. It's uh, You can subscribe or you can get the free PDF and you can see the entire collection of Feathers and feather wings and more. Yes. Um, so we, well, the the latest for us is every week or so we see a feather that we've never heard about or or yeah you know dreamed of and that's uh, a good example of open source. Lots of people can unlock that entire accessory market and people can work independently and have you know a, a really good way to get all the accessories once they have that you know format that you came up with. Good work, you.
1: Good work, past me.
6: All right, thanks guys. Thanks. Seth. thanks Seth. All right, Mark. Hey okay, Mark. How's it going, Mark? Hi, good morning. Or afternoon or whatever it is there.
3: Yeah. yeah. Time.
6: It's How's uh <laughs> it's like 140 here in Sweden. It's uh yeah, kind of early. Um I have a couple of things to show you. Yeah. Um I've made a uh a PCB with uh oh, just a kid. badger. And um his name is Bodger the Badger because mm-hmm. uh, he likes to uh, make PCBs and add uh, bodges if they uh, go wrong and he even has a bodge wire.
1: There you go.
6: Um, yeah, I, I've made this and put it up on Tindy um, so people can buy it if they want oh. um, and I just turn it on.
1: Oh, it
6: doesn't really show but they're actually pink LEDs uh you they
1: are know, yeah
6: why not There, I think it's kind of hard to show but uh yeah um the next thing I wanted to show is I've made another little board it's called fem fem femto because it's a five 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 timer uh-huh. and fem in uh, Swedish means five um and femto I think you know is the um s i unit. Um it's very small. It basically has a BGA version of the five 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 timer. It's kind of there. Mm-hmm. It's super super tiny. Um I wanted to show you in comparison with a very nice board, your mm-hmm. trinket. Um
1: Ooh, it's yeah. very small.
6: It's really I mean it's like I don't think it's even yeah. <laughs> smaller than uh, the width of your trinket. Um, And that's a standard 555 timer, and this is, I can't even hold it, it's that small, and I nearly dropped it on the floor. Uh, Yeah, it's like the tiniest. And yeah, yeah, that's on, um, it's on Tindy as well, um, if anyone wanted to buy it. Um, I also, I made some of Scott's boards, in case anyone in Europe wants to get hold of one, uh, for his solar to feather. Um, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
6: That's I love his little Scott. logo. You it and you got the
1: little on there. Yeah, All so
6: right. um, I'm gonna put them on Tindy probably tomorrow in case anyone wants, they're, they're like, I don't know what I'll sell them for, like 50 cents or something, it's just in case, it's more of a service in case people can't order from uh, the US because it's kind of, yeah, it All takes right, time the
1: multiple um,
6: projects i would like to show a little preview of something that's coming this um uh, which way up is it? this way up this board um it's a bit more um compatible with uh, what you do at Adafruit because it's going to run circuit python um, oh, right. it's kind of it runs it now um i just have a few things like the bootloader the uf 2 bootloader fix and that um it's actually got a what they called IMU um, chip in the middle and then LEDs so it works as a spirit level a digital spirit level uh,
1: funny, yeah yeah
6: um, yeah and it's um, uh, yeah um, it will run circuit Python so uh, it'll be easy to reprogram and uh, yeah it also has a uh, what are they called stemma Qt quick connection yep
1: Plug in um, displays.
6: Yeah. If anyone wants any my products, I'll if it's okay, I'll put the link in Discord. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, okay. that's all I have to show.
1: All right. Well, congratulations. Getting through four different demos, Mark. You're have been very industrious.
6: Yeah. I do have another one, actually. A tiny Oh wow. Look at this. this is um it's not gonna run circuit Python. It only has like sixteen K of flash and 6k of ram or something but uh i think it's one of the tiniest dev boards with a usbc and
1: uh stem
6: qt connector Very
1: cute.
6: and it will um uh i've totally forgotten what i was going to say now <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm working hard i've got a lot of things in in the pipeline um including some uh something that i think you'll like uh Lady Ada. It's um, to do with the programming of uh, the SWD uh, dap um, with Circuit Python. Um, yeah. Okay. So be back in a couple <laughs> of weeks with that.
1: Are you done now? You done done? I'm done. Okay, great. <laughs>
6: just
1: okay. No, it's just like I, you, you can't bring up like anymore. I'm like, Wait, like
6: <laughs> no. I love your poster behind you, the hackers. It's oh, yeah, movie yeah, ever. That's uh,
11: a
3: pretty old poster, um, and then the uh, the other older poster is oh, that computer poster, next. which is even older. Um, but uh, before
6: all my time, I think. Yeah,
3: no, it's, it's uh, th- and then I think there's a there's a couple more. Maybe we'll do a little uh, poster show until one week. Everyone has posters.
6: Sounds like right. an awesome idea.
3: Okay, Mark, we'll keep coming back with all the awesome boards.
6: Thank you,
1: Thank you. and we'll uh, we'll shut out your candy store.
3: Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Feel free to put it in the chat and all that. Yeah. Thank care. you very much. All right. Okay. That's our show for the night. Um, Colin, do you want to play us out with music? I see you off to the side there. I'm tempted to, to uh, bring you back in just for a I second.
7: Could. I may have just been playing around with that while listening to the
3: show. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank sure. you so much for uh, coming by everyone. We do show and tell every single week.
1: Yeah. Like 15 people on it was massive. Yeah.
3: 7 PM Eastern time. Uh, next week, normal show and tell week after that probably be circuit Python theme because it is 9-9 and that is CircuitPython Python day. So come on by and if you were on the show and you showed circuit Python stuff, come back and show more. Uh, Mark, you had all, like you, you now have one third of all the boards out there. Um, <laughs> but come back and, and show and share some of your circuit Python projects. not a requirement because all boards, all languages are welcome here. Um, Colin, why don't you play us out? Okay, fine.